0: Since November 28, 1987, Kevin Williams has had a very heavy interest in radio. Now he's living his dream by
1: doing a podcast. Welcome to the LDS Life Podcast. To this day, I can distinctly remember the story that uh, foretold well, told in the Christmas story. And so I remember you could hear the lambs, you could hear the cattle, and You could hear baby Jesus crying when he was born, and it was just spectacular. Welcome
0: to the ODS Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Williams, the Blind Montana Man, podcasting to you from Billings, Montana. I have to pay a tribute to my sister who gave me the idea of this podcast. My oldest sister said that I should do a podcast about Christmas traditions. And I thought, oh, that might be a good idea. So I actually consulted some other people that I knew personally and those who have listened to the podcast before, including the guest coming up, Janalee Tobias. we talk about Christmas traditions, I discuss a speech that I gave on Christmas Eve of 1994, and I talked about how the Christmas of 1993 really affected me. As a matter of fact, you can go back to, I believe it was January of 2020, and I talked about the worst Christmas I had, had had, but the best one for me and how it still has affected me to this day. Jenny also played some music from her favorite Christmas tradition. We talked about some other things, too, that you'll have to listen to the podcast to figure out what it was that we talked about other than... Christmas traditions. Let's get right to the podcast. This is the LDS Life Podcast with your host, Kevin Williams. It is December 16th, 2021. I'm Kevin Williams. This is the LDS Life Podcast. Janalee Tobias is my guest today. How are you, Janalee?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks so much, Kevin, for having me on.
0: Yeah, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, this I cannot take credit for this particular episode, nor can I take credit for the episode coming up tomorrow with Brian Hyde either. I have to uh, pay tribute here to my sister, my oldest sister. She said, "You ought to do a podcast about Christmas traditions." I thought, "Oh, okay, that might work." So here we go. Uh, this is a podcast about tr- Christmas traditions. Uh, we might also talk about some other things too, such as. Uh, music other than Christmas music, because Janalee and I had a conversation about that. But Mm -hmm. Janalee, by the way, this can be your favorite Christmas story. This can be a favorite tradition, whatever. So it's going to be kind of open. But Janalee, what is your favorite Christmas tradition, whether it's one when you were little or one that you do now or whatever?
1: Well, I think that when you're little, meaning small (laughs) and little, uh, so I have been rushing around my house trying to find a copy of Journey to Bethany. Do you remember that at all, Kevin?
0: Never heard of it.
1: A okay. Journey to Bethany was like, they called it a, a, a sound miracle. I don't know the word, like technical or it wasn't, it was like the first of its kind and it was, on records, on LP records. And they hired the best Hollywood actors for the voices. They hired symphonies to play the music. And they reenacted the Bible and it's called Journey to Bethany. Oh. And so um, I, here's what makes me mad. I, I don't know how you, as a blind person, can find anything because (laughs) I can't find anything. I'll put things away in a place that I think I can find it and I forget. So anyway, I put these journey journey to Bethany. My one year, my family, that was our Christmas present is they put journey to Bethany from LPs onto CDs. And I've been looking everywhere for them because they have some of the most beautiful music I'll try to find it and, and, uh, play it for you sometime. Anyway. So they, so every Christmas we would sit around and listen to journey to Bethany. Can you imagine a family now listen, like sitting around and listening, not watching.
0: No, I can't <laughs> or, honestly,
1: you know, some super video event, but they The the actors and everything, they were so compelling that listening, um, it it was just such beautiful music. And to this day, I can distinctly remember the story that uh, foretold, well, told in the Christmas story. And so I remember you could hear the lambs, you could hear the cattle, and you could hear baby Jesus crying when he was born. And it was just spectacular. So, That is my favorite Christmas tradition is sitting around listening as a family. I'm the youngest of seven, and we would listen to Journey to Bethany, and then we would act out the nativity scene. And so it was always uh, an honor. Whoever had a new baby at that time, because since I'm the youngest of seven, my older brothers and sisters had children, so it seemed like every year somebody was having a new baby, and somebody else got to play baby jesus some new some newborn baby. oh wow, so <clears throat> and then their mom would usually play Mary or if if we couldn't get together with all the family, then sometimes we'd have you know young girls play Mary, and there's always enough shepherds, right you can always if you have so many people you can always add another shepherd. And then we would have the wise men and we would act out the nativity scene. And then we would have hot chocolate and so and I think melted cheese sandwiches. So that always brought home clearly to me the the, the real meaning of Christmas, which has become forgotten probably a, a good part of the world, maybe doesn't remember or or celebrate the birth of Jesus. I mean, that's why it's called Christmas. So so I wanted to carry out that tradition in my little family. And so sometimes we would do that. It it just depends on who you end up spending Christmas with. So um <clears throat> and then we started incorporating making a birthday cake for Jesus. And so we would make a yummy cake and put candles on it. Which there would you know like maybe one candle for every thousand years <laughs> since his birthday and 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 sing happy birthday to Jesus. So and for so example
0: then, it, Oh go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Oh so for oh. example
0: if it was nineteen fifty five you'd put on what I guess uh, nine, I don't know how nineteen, and then five candles, and then another five for fifty-five or something.
1: Yes, um, okay. yeah, that would be like nineteen, right? So one for each yeah. hundred years. So I guess
0: you could do nineteen um, on top, and then five on the bottom row, and then on the very bottom row you put five, because unfortunately, it's hard to put one thousand nine hundred fifty-five candles on a cake. <laughs>
1: Um, that's right and and so that was really fun and so then what we do now on Christmas Eve and we did this for years I hope some people in my family aren't listening but my husband's (laughs) family their tradition is to play bingo on Christmas Eve and so we mostly play bingo now because you kind of whoever's family that you celebrate with you honor their tradition and many of my family members they have giant families of their own so we usually get together with Steve's family and they play bingo so and and that's been really fun and they and they give away prizes and so it's always easy to see who can get blackout and my kids loved it when they're young and I hope nobody's listening <laughs> but they don't like playing bingo anymore. So now our so our tradition is now that we try to go to a different religious celebration of Christmas. And that has been very enjoyable for me to see how other religions celebrate Christmas. So I remember I've always wanted to go to Christmas Mass to see what it was all about. So one year we went down to downtown. I live in the suburbs of Salt Lake City in South Jordan, Utah. And so we went to Mass, which starts at midnight. And that was really interesting for me to finally celebrate. They, I mean, they go all out, like, Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the the clergy, and basically everybody, we all kind of dress alike, right? We wear the women. We try to wear our Sunday best, and we we do wear our Sunday best. Um, and and if people don't have their Sunday best, like if they're on vacation or something, nobody is going to look, you know, to look at them funny if they wear pants or if they just have to wear kind of casual clothes, but so the clergy and everyone that takes part in the mass, they have just like amazing, I don't know if you call them uniforms or costumes or the things that they wear. I know there's a religious term for the things they wear. Um, and then they start with a procession and they burn incense. And um, and I have to be honest, I have a really sensitive nose and I like it made me sick smelling incense the whole time. What but does the essence
0: could, smell like anyway?
1: Um, well, to me, it was uh, like a sweet kind of burning smell. And I just, it was like things that are extra sweet. Like we we refer to that as old lady perfume. Have you heard that term before?
0: Never have, no.
1: <laughs> okay. And because you can smell, right? You just, you can't see, but you can smell, right? i got to
0: be honest. I really (laughs) do. Most of the perfumes out there, I do not like.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's really the same way with me, too. So, old lady perfume.
0: Now, if a woman is wearing essential oils, that might be a different story.
1: You like essential oils?
0: Yes, very much so.
1: Oh, yeah. Some of them I like, and it just depends on them. But I'm 58, so... I would say like old lady perfumes are probably people that are 10 years older than me um, and older. They wear the real thick, uh, really like cinnamon spicy, and they think it smells good. And it makes me sick. And I'm a singer and I also play the piano and I've played the piano for years for choir. and I mean, I've been playing the piano since I was five, so I've played for everything. Um, so as a singer and as a performer, like I've had to tell people, please don't wear that perfume that you're wearing. So I would say that is what the Catholic mass incense smells like. It smells a little like old lady perfume. <laughs> oh, <wow>. um, <clears throat> so it they must be, you know, probably... Ancient spices or or things like that, that's what I would assume that they think that maybe existed during the time of Christ, but um this smell just was uncomfortable for me, but seeing how seriously that they they take the birth of christ and and the the exquisite and detailed clothes that they wear is probably called like something like. Apple clothes or something. <laughs> I'll yeah. have to look that up while we're talking. I wonder if there's um,
0: clothes in it. Clothes? Yeah, clothes. C-L-O-V-S. Oh, clothes. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: You know what? I, I would guess there would probably be clothes in it. Yeah, that
0: yeah, that would make sense if there was clothes in it. Yeah.
1: Okay. It's, oh, it's like clerical clothing. Oh, you know what? It's called um, vestment. So like vestment, right?
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, a vestment is a garment worn at special ceremonies by clergy member. Member. So like it includes ankle length robes, um, strips of fabric that go around the neck, which are called stoles, and things like that. So. And I am going to be. delicate here when i say that um having i've i've always wanted to a- attend a lot of different religions to see how they celebrate so going to catholic mass i it was a bit of a shock for me just because um how to describe this delicately as you know Kevin as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that we focus on the risen Lord. And so in our churches we you know we don't have pictures of Jesus on the cross. And yeah. so our pictures are Jesus on a boat with um his apostles catching fish, Jesus blessing little children and different scenes to remember like how he lived and that he is risen now. So we might have pictures of, of, uh, you know, the resurrected Lord. So right in back of the priest was like, Oh, probably a eight to nine foot tall painting, or I would say of bloody Jesus on the cross. And, and then you know, every everywhere else, several, several naked, bloody Jesuses on the cross. Oh, and wow! That, that was a little. <clears throat> I mean, I'm. I just realized. I mean, have you have you ever seen? What do you? What do you think Jesus looks like? because you've never, have you seen a picture? Uh,
0: Well, I would imagine he's all white, not to be racist, but he's all white, white robe. Obviously, the robe would be very similar. I would think that the robe would actually be similar to what is in the, what is on Temple Square at the visitor center. You know how they have these, uh, I don't know how to describe, them, but they have these little ropes that things are roped off or you have to go on the other side of the rope. Uh, The material that's used for the rope kind of describes to me what the robe might feel like. I could be wrong.
1: Oh, wow. Now, that's really interesting. I've never thought to ask you what you think Jesus looks like. So you've been blind since birth. Is that right?
0: Yes, I have. Now, I do know that he had long hair. That we do know. Long hair? Yes.
1: Right. And that's in the scriptures or something?
0: Well, I, I think it's just tradition. I think we've just been told that he had long hair. Right, people back then did.
1: Well, because we didn't have hairstylists on every street corner. Yeah. Maybe you know, it's like it's grooming takes uh, time and money, right? Yes. <laughs> and skill. So, so yeah, that's interesting. You know, I bet I bet his robes do feel like that. I bet they feel like those crushed velvet ropes. That block this place off. So, yeah, that's, there's a lot of different artists and they, what's really amazing is that all the different artists that draw Jesus, they all look different. Each artist have, has their own interpretation. But when you look at a picture of Jesus, like, you know it's Jesus. And that's, really amazing thinking like if somebody you know hundreds of different artists drew a a picture of me I don't think that people could look at that and say well there's generally Tobias you know but there's something special about pictures of Jesus that that you know it's Jesus and even in films that that we have actors that play Jesus they yes. all have different looks, but we know, we always know it's Jesus.
0: So I want to go back to this. What, what did you call it? Bethany something?
1: Yes. Journey to Bethany.
0: Journey to Bethany. I want to go back to this. So when was this show recorded? Because I have never heard of it before.
1: Well, I think that it was recorded in the 1960s or 50s. But I and Google I guess you right can now. probably
0: still buy it on a CD today or something
1: um no i don't I don't think they ever did that. I've been kind of searching around trying to see if I can place of it on the internet, and I can't, but they do have a lot of records that you can buy like used records, and some of them are pretty expensive.
0: oh yeah, well, because let me tell you nineteen sixty four yeah, so well, let me tell you my favorite uh well, let me tell you the Christmas tradition that I had when I was growing up. We would, it was up to one of us, well, each of us kids would have to tell a story, a Christmas story. Oh, mm-hmm. And so I made a few up in my mind and told them, or I would recite a story that I had heard somewhere during the year. And then as I got older, uh, I, I went from giving stories to speeches and I'll tell you why. The Christmas of 1993, which for those of you who've listened to the podcast for a while know that the Christmas of 1993 was the absolute worst Christmas that I had had, but it was the best for me. Let me just summarize it real briefly here. My dad lost his... That would his... have
1: been when I was 30. It's 1993. 1993.
0: I was 30. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, let me just summarize it. I was 13 and my dad lost his job a few months before. And it was kind of hard. It was hard for me because we I went from having a great Christmas. We got all kinds of presents to having, I don't say we want to have had nothing because we did get presents, but not much. Although the I did get a pretty neat present that I'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But it was just, uh, it was hard, you know, because I listened to the radio an awful lot, especially back then. And I'd hear all these Christmas sales being advertised and Thought, well, we're not going to participate in that sale this year. I don't care what the, I don't care how good of a sale it is. My parents made it very clear that we're not going to have much of a Christmas. And I remember oh, my wow. dad, Um, I don't know where he went, but it was before Christmas dinner. He was nowhere to be found. And my mom said, oh, I think your dad feels bad. We anticipated a great Christmas. We were going to Aww. buy this sound system. We were going to do this. And, you know, I, I should probably say entertainment center. And, you know, and I think my dad, I don't know where he went. He came back and we had the traditional Christmas dinner fondue and everything. Uh,
1: That's what you guys had fondue?
0: Christmas Eve. Yeah. On that Christmas sounds Eve. good. And then we had the program and I don't even remember what story I told that year. I'm sure I did something. But then the next year, you know, that really affected me to this day. Um so the next year instead of telling a christmas story I gave a christmas speech about how fortunate we are to have what we have and how blessed I'd felt. Now I was 14 at this time in the christmas on the christmas eve 94 when I gave the speech a year later. And I just said let's not think too much about presents let's just think about what we have because of what happened last year. And my mom agreed with me and i knew christmas would never be the same because i you know uh, my parents had to wake me up and tell me it was time to open up presents before the christmas of 1993 it was me waking them up or somebody or me and my brother or some of somebody would wake them up so i knew the corner turned when my parents had to come down to the basement and wake me up
1: Oh, because it's kind of hard to get excited if there's not presents?
0: Well, not just that, but I just, Christmas just changed for me, you know, Uh and we did have a lot of presents, the Christmas of 94. It was a great Christmas, but things just changed. I wasn't giddy like I used to be. Oh, I can't wait till Christmas day. And yeah, uh, just things to this day, I don't count down the days to Christmas or whatever. It's just you know, my family puts a lot of emphasis. Oh, well, I, I'm so excited for Christmas, so excited for presents. I don't put much emphasis on that. Yeah, it's nice to have presents. Yeah, I, my brother said, Oh, you got a lot of presents under the tree this year because they're all delivering my presents to his house up here in Montana. I thought, okay, that's nice. But, uh, and I made a Christmas list because there are some things that I really want for Christmas and feel like I need. But, I just don't think much about it because of the Christmas of '93 really affected me.
1: Wow, that's interesting. Um, well, I I think that maybe. Well, when did you find out about Santa Claus?
0: Oh, when I, oh, as far, oh, well, when I was 10 years old, by the way, this part of the podcast, uh, if you have kids around, you may not want to have them listen to this part of the podcast. In fact, let me do a countdown five, four, three, two, one. Okay. We'll probably talk about this for about, uh, I don't know, five minutes, maybe. Okay. Okay. I first found out that Santa Claus wasn't real when I was 10 years old, and I was not oh. shook up about it. I was actually questioning pretty heavily. I asked my mom, and she said, yeah, Santa Claus isn't real. Okay, that's fine. And I just moved on. No big deal. What about you?
1: Um, I think maybe when I was six or seven, I think.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Um,
1: Yeah. And here's what's funny is that I think my girls played along there with Santa Claus just because maybe until junior high, because we went to such great lengths to make there with Santa Claus. Like we would make movies and say, look, we caught Santa every year. (laughs) We do things like his hat stuck in the fireplace or we did take videos. Like I would take videos of trying to catch him and you can hear jingle bells. So for several years, um, we would do that. So I just showed it to my grandson who was questioning, is there a Santa Claus? I go, yeah, I got him on video. So (laughs) there's something kind of magical about it. And people that I, I get it like religiously, it seems like there is a, a counterfeit to every one of Christ's holidays, Easter Bunny for Easter and Santa, but I think that, for me, that Santa Claus represents um, a lot of what Jesus represents, and that is, you know, giving and kind, and we do have to be on a nice list, right? I mean, sure. I, I mean, is Yeah, like we're saved by grace and there's salvation for everyone, but you have to be on a nice list to go to heaven, right? Is that bad to say? Like some people think no, "No, I, I can do whatever I want and go to heaven.
0: Well, here's the right. thing, uh, Michael Ballum. I do want to get back to my story about Santa Claus. I, I used to have a real problem with Santa Claus when I found out that he wasn't real, not because I felt like I was deceived. I didn't because my mom <laughs> explained, oh, Santa Claus, just something that we do for kids and have, let them have fun. Okay. But as I got older and realized what we really ought to be focusing on was the Savior, my dad used to talk about. Oh, it bugs me that in Boise, Idaho—that's so where we lived at the time. Uh, oh. Well, from the time I was 11 to 18, he'd say, "Oh, it bugs me that in downtown Boise they don't have decorations of Jesus Christ," and he'd just go off about it. And so I had a problem with Santa Claus and. Until I was listening to a CD from Michael Ballum about oh. Christmas songs. And one of the songs was uh, you know, he's here uh, you better find out who's naughty and nice. He naughty he's and a nice. A list.
1: He's checking it twice. Yes. He's gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Yes.
0: Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to I town, yes. To town. And uh, Michael Baum said Santa wishes to communicate, and then he sang the song, and then he said a bunch of things about how Santa Claus resembles Jesus Christ. Kids don't really understand the atonement, and kids understand a person that they may identify with who gives them presents, and they want to be good so they can see, so they can get presents. And then he said, be a little easy on Santa. And I thought, you know what? He's right. Uh, because kids don't understand the whole atonement thing. I don't even understand it. Although I certainly right. understand it more now than I did at seven. But um, yeah, I just found out Michael Bell, you know what? Michael Bellum's right. Maybe I should be a little easy on Santa for the kid's sake. Because it's true. When I was a kid, I went out of my way from the day after Thanksgiving to Christmas day, to be extremely nice, to be really good in school, to do all the things I went, I really went out of my way at times because I wanted presents for Christmas. So yeah, I, I see where Michael Ballum coming from. I actually yeah. agree with him on that point.
1: That, that is, <clears throat> I mean, it's so, it is very much focused on gifts and kids go crazy, you know, and we bribe you better be good so you can get, so Santa will come <laughs> and we just use it to make him stay good. We should have that the whole year. Like shouldn't we say, Hey, you better be good if, if you want to have present from Jesus. So I don't know how to correctly say that. Cause I think that, I mean, Jesus gives eternal life to everyone, but I think, you know, like whatever reward,
0: well, I no, will tell I... you this. My dad made me questions. He tried to get me to question Santa Claus when I turned 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd say, how do you know Santa Claus doesn't exist? Well, because in the past, he said we wouldn't get as many Christmas presents as we used to. Now, it wasn't as dramatic as the Christmas of 93. And I never noticed any difference, to be honest. But and my dad said, well, yeah, for me, but you still got to what you wanted, right? And I said, yeah, but I'm sure that you were the one pretending to be Santa Claus when you'd say from Santa Claus to Kevin or whatever. And yeah. by, uh, Christmas morning, I did the things this was back in 1991. I did the things that kids do. we we'll tried try to, you know, wake up my parents, say, when are we going downstairs for presents? Because at that time, my bedroom was upstairs. And it's, uh, so I said, when are we going to go open presents? and my Dad and I had a long conversation, and he gave me the same rhetoric that he did before, and he said, "Well, Kevin, you're right. Santa Claus isn't real." And he said, "But we're not going to get much of a Christmas this year." And it was like again, this was not as dramatic as a Christmas of ninety three. But he explained, mm-hmm. "We're not going to get much because we just moved, and you kids are getting older now. you want more, and things are more expensive. okay?" And he said, "I want you to bring in." your siblings, and tell them the same thing that I told you. Now, why he did that, I don't know. Oh, no. And I thought, okay, well, that's good because I can give a speech here. So that's good. I'll give the speech that my dad wants me to give. So that was fine. Why he had me do that, I don't
1: What's that? That's the speech that you gave.
0: Yes, well, the one in 91 on Christmas morning. Yes, not the one in 94 that I talked about earlier. But yes, that was one of them. Um. So that was my story. Okay. Now, if you have kids, you can bring them back in to listening to the podcast. <laughs> okay. But,
1: I, I um, won't talk about that anymore. Okay.
0: <laughs> Unless you have anything final to say.
1: Well, okay. Let me say this. I don't think this. I think this is okay for kids to hear. But so when my mom died, um, in 2016. I've always wanted to put, like, professional lights on my house because we do, like, we're kind of rinky-dink, you know. I mean, we put lights on our house, but there, there's one, you know, like, you just, you try to just hang them the best you can. But professionals, they wrap them up really nice, and they can make trees just sparkle. So every Christmas, <clears throat> I wanted to pay tribute to my mom by hiring a professional to do lights on the house because she was my light. And so, so we we started off with white and then we added blue and then the past couple of years we added red. And so we have a little bit more red this year and we also have a flagpole and I was telling Steve, Hey, just our like our house looks like it's the independence day, the fourth of July, not Christmas, because we have red light and blue lights. And then I thought, wow, actually, Christmas is really Independence Day as well, because because of Christ, we have independence from our sins if we repent. And the traditional Fourth of July Independence Day on 1776, we broke away from Great Britain yes. so that we could be free. So we have. So really, I I think red, white, and blue lights on homes would be the perfect thing to declare our independence from sins. And Jesus gave us freedom from our sins, just as their declaration of independence gave us all freedom from tyranny. So, Interesting. um, Yeah. Well, so I, I won't say anything else about Santa Claus now, except he's real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Right>?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's easier. Come on, let's face it. It's easier to believe in Santa than Jesus, if we're going to be honest about it. Because, yes, it is. Yes. Uh, it is. Santa gives <laughs> gifts like toys and fun things and the gifts we get from Christ. Yeah. are really not tangible, we can't open them up they don't come in a magazine, so I'd yeah. say it's easier to believe in Santa than Jesus actually yeah so well, um,
0: what is your favorite Christmas story? Do you have one
1: so do you, are you gonna have kids come back on now for your show? yeah okay um are right, do you need to say anything or we're just we're just in Okay, my my favorite Christmas story of everything that we've done. Um, and I just realized, you know, when you asked me, I didn't say anything about gifts. It's it just really... Sorry, I just got a little bit emotional. Um, it, it is really about getting together. And, and actually, my favorite part of Christmas is neighbor gifts and taking, you know, like just people in your life that have meaning and whether it be, you know, your teachers, your bus driver, your post postal service delivery person, because we can't say mailman anymore. <laughs> uh, we can't, and my milkman, you know. Um, so just, just randomly giving gifts I've I've never been, I don't, I don't like Christmas actually for the reason I really don't like people to give me gifts because I'd rather give them because it's, it's funner to give. And so when we had a, a milkman, they're, they're gone by the way, they're a thing of the past.
0: Yes. Unless so I, you get uh I mean, Winter Farms or something and then you get the milkman who probably nope. comes and delivers other things too, by the way.
1: Oh, well he does. Winder started delivering milk and bread and then they started delivering other things and then they have like like basically a grocery pool of things that you could have delivered, but just so few people um did that, And this happened right before COVID. So out of the thousands of customers that Linder Dairy has, they chose me to interview. You can Google probably generally Tobias Linder Dairy and interviewed me about Esther on the last day of delivery. And anyway, just basically what I said was I know that they had good quality projects and we started leaving little gifts at Christmas in, in the in the box for the mill the milkman. And it turned into a really good friendship and we found he had five kids and he'd leave stuff for my kids and and then we started doing Valentine's Day, uh birthdays and things like that. So those are the kind of just I, I think like for me little random things that happen Is somebody saying something normal and they might know it. Like I've been sent a lot of people through um, tender mercies, just giving me a gift of maybe something that they said that cheered up my day. Um, And yeah, I'm actually a little emotional today because I just found out my granddaughter's going deaf
0: Oh that's um, bad.
1: Oh so yeah. I don't know, you know which words being blind or deaf but she has a disease. Every time she gets her head hit she loses more hearing. So um so just you know, like already a couple of random people have, have called me and random things have happened to kind of, you know, give me a lift.
0: Wow! Yeah.
1: So you, you know, like communication. it she won't be able to, you know, they have the good. The good thing is that there are so many um, services.
0: Oh yeah.
1: That are available now.
0: I so, I think it's worse being uh, deaf than blind because blind I can still hear I can still talk, I can still hear a nice sexy lady's voice or whatever you can't do that when you're <laughs> deaf you can talk but it's sign language and blind but you and can deaf. see a
1: sexy lady you know <laughs> you yeah. can see them but I, I dropped something today and i you know i knew where it fell and i just thought my granddaughter's not going to know if something drops you know but but on the other hand you know she can see so she can see but you can't see it so i don't know i can
0: hear it though I can hear it drop and have an idea where it went. Of course, a lot of times things drop and then they're at a different place than I thought because they rolled over or whatever.
1: Yeah, so I I don't know. It's just, I think if we really, I mean, if you wanted a gift, wouldn't you want your site back? No, because I'd have
0: to learn everything all over again. I actually... I haven't told, I actually have a moderate hearing loss. I'd like my, I'd like all my hearing back, especially in my right ear. Cause a lot of things in my right ear sound very distorted unless I have hearing aids oh. on it. Even then, if someone talks to me and they're on my right side, it's distorted. I can still hear them, but it doesn't sound as good.
1: Yeah. Cause so I'd like have all of my hearing, hearing back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's interesting.
0: Yep. I would like all of it back.
1: So um, I will have to I'm an old lady, and i'm gonna have to you know see if you can teach an old lady new tricks. I'm gonna learn sign language so that I'll be able to communicate, yeah, with my granddaughter and so
0: well, my favorite Christmas story is this, and i don't have I don't have the whole thing memorized. I'm just gonna have to summarize it because it would take a half hour to tell and I just barely remembered this as we're recording the podcast here. I heard this on, I don't know what the website was. There used to be a Christian radio station in Caldwell, Idaho. Now, you have to remember, I grew up in eastern Oregon and southwest Idaho, or western Idaho, I guess what it is. And so I got to know all the radio stations in that area. There's a station that's still on the air today, KTSY. But back then in 1990, they were completely different than they are now. And they used to have Your Story Hour for children. I was 10 years old. I kind of liked it. I don't think my parents knew that I was listening. I don't think they would have cared anyway. But it was uh, Uncle Dan and Aunt Carol. and aunt carol would narrate the story it was like the old radio dramas from back in the day But aunt carol uh, would narrate the story and there was acting sound effects and all that i'm sure it took oh, wow, a long time very similar do you remember adventures in odyssey from focus on the family
1: um i don't remember that but i remember you know the the old time um scenes Old-time in from radio shows where everybody's gathered around the radio listening to dramas yeah. <laughs> right so
0: yep now <clears throat> um yeah adventures and odyssey was played on a lot of christian radio stations on saturday morning i think probably to replace the saturday morning cartoons and maybe compete not that they did that well competing obviously but i'm sure a lot of christian parents you know those that were in christian homes Not so much LDS homes, but certain denominations. Oh, yeah, there, let's listen to Adventures in Odyssey. And they knew the station. Anyway, it's similar to that. So Aunt Carol would do the narration, and they had a lot of good stories. Well, I heard one the other day because I was wondering whatever happened to Uncle Dan and Aunt Carol. So I Googled (laughs) Uh them and found out that they're still around, and I heard a Christmas story that I thought was interesting, Um, I guess the husband of the dad of the family was really mean and certainly came across in the story. I'm guessing that he died or just left because the mom said, oh, the family's not, uh, dad's not around anymore. And the kid is, is he coming back? And he said, no. And then the kids have talked about how mean he was to them. then the mom said, we have a problem. I don't have a job. Oh well, then the kids said, "Let's pray." And they did, and she spent the oh. whole day the next day trying to find work. Finally, she got something at this cafe. I can't remember the name of the cafe in the story, but she finally got something, and she explained to the owner, "Well, I have kids. Oh, that's fine. Well, I have. I know a daycare. You can put them in. They'll be safe and sound. You don't need. To, we're not going to charge you anything for a while." Okay. Um, then the next morning she got ready for work and went to work. And then the next morning she, her car wouldn't start. So she prayed and her car wouldn't start. Somebody, one of her coworkers came by and asked, said, I usually don't go this way, but I had to deliver something to somebody. I think it was a family member or something.
1: Oh, wow. Why don't I just
0: give you a ride and your kids ride to the daycare center? Okay. Well, thank you. And of course, after Uh work, uh, the family gathered around and prayed and thanked our Heavenly Father for that. And then uh, it got to the point where at the restaurant, the same customers would come in and she knew exactly what they wanted. And her car got fixed. I guess she saw her car being driven at the restaurant, but near the restaurant, but she was so tired. She just kind of joked around to the owner, I'm just tired. I need to go home. And her co-worker drove her and the kids home and she found out her car started it had new tires and everything. And she was afraid because her, they, she couldn't afford gifts and Christmas Eve, she was done working. She came, she, uh, all kinds of Christmas presents were wrapped in the car, you know, in her car. And yeah, they came home and had a great Christmas. So, it was a great story, very good Christmas story, very uplifting.
1: And that was on Uncle Dan and Aunt Carol.
0: Yes, it was on. I don't know what the website is. If you Google it; it'll come up.
1: I did. I just, well, I just Googled Uncle Dan and Aunt Carol, and you. So good news for you, Kevin. If you want a Christmas present, I'll I'll buy one of those for you.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and do you want to know a little miracle that just happened? <clears throat> yes. And maybe this is a little Christmas miracle. Um I just found Journey to Bethany. So oh. I I'm i I'm going to try to um I I have to see th- I have a I have to figure out how to <laughs> to make this I'm going to put this on my Maybe old you can CD buy it for player. me as a
0: Christmas present.
1: <laughs> Journey to Bethany yep. or make a co- So can I can I put you on speaker for a second? Sure. I don't even know like if this is work hold on a sec. Okay, it's on speaker. Okay. And, okay, so let me see if, it, if I can get it to play. Um, oh, are you kidding? Okay, I'll just do...
0: Yeah, a little bit. I don't Here know if comes. you can turn it up.
1: Yeah, it's, it's still staticky. Here it comes. Can you hear okay. that?
0: Yep. We're listening to the Journey to Bethany music here.
1: That kind of gives you just you know like a little bit of and they and they you know they play that music at the beginning of every yeah of every scene from the Bible, but they did they hired you know very the best orchestras and symphonies in the world, so it cost him you know it was quite a yeah at that time to put that together, and that was in the days when hollywood um <laughs> when they would do this thing, you know like major major hollywood stars would participate in in bible things because we we kind of had christian well not kind of but we all basically had christian values even you know even 50 years ago yeah and so anyway that is my favorite christmas memory was listening to journey to bethany (laughs) I don't. I I only remember one thing. I got. I got a little tea set when I was a little kid, and i I only remember that because my dad had on. Um, we had the super, you know, the films, Super 8 movies. Yeah. <laughs> on you know like actual films, so we'd only see like maybe two or three seconds of.
0: Oh
1: yeah. it was so expensive.
0: <laughs> well, is so, there anything? Yeah. Oh, what's that?
1: Oh. So, yeah, you hear music um, and it takes you to places where you just automatically hear a song and, you know, I'm back in high school at a dance or it helps you to remember where you are. And so these are really, I think, like the music at Christmas. I'm an entertainer. I used to be, you know, a performer quite a bit and performing and hearing the music of Christmas, really my favorite memories.
0: Yeah, that's and, a and
1: taking things and giving to people. My father was very generous and we always had somebody, you know, some family that we would take gifts to.
0: Yeah. Well, uh is there anything else you want to talk about before we end this podcast?
1: Um well, I guess we'll have to talk about the music <laughs> another time, right? Yeah. So Yep. We we're going to talk about that, but it's like, thanks for, I, I haven't thought about these things for a long time. As you can tell, I became very emotional. So yeah, I don't know how you did it, but you got me to cry. <laughs> I, that's not fake either. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. How, I was, I don't it's just like, it's just, you know, some things really are touching. So.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks very much for being on the podcast tomorrow. Brian Hyde will be on the podcast. Uh, who has also been a guest. What I've been trying to do is have former guests come on and tell their favorite Christmas story. So far, I've only had two takers, which is okay. Um, Maybe I'll try and get one more person or another person before Christmas comes. But I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, folks. I will talk to you all later.
1: Thanks, Kevin. Merry Christmas. Thank
0: you for listening to the LDS Life Podcast. If you want to make a suggestion, comment, or to recommend a guest, email Kevin Williams at Kevin W at LDS Life Be sure to check out his Facebook page, LDS Life Podcast.